Where's the beer? Secret features. Secret features. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Hey, we're back in the garage again, boys. We are. Pretty quick. I like it. How do we keep ending up here? Uh, Because we have a never-ending supply of things to talk about. It's true. And we're blessed with a never-ending supply of beers to try. Well, we've already tried a couple tonight. Yeah, we went out for chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. Wing night. So we had like a, a pregame meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it solved anything. It. I pretty confidently accomplished nothing, but we are going to write it off as a business <laughs> expense against the zero income that we, we have. We did talk a lot about business. That's true. I feel comfortable writing it off. Absolutely. Well, we did stop and pick up a, a couple of beverages for the garage now that we're home. And the first one I'm trying tonight is brewed. You're trying it or are we all trying it? I think we'll all try it. Okay, I might good. share it with you. <laughs> Thank you. It's Red Arrow Brewing Company again. This yeah, is a that's repeat. Two times. Repeat. So Red Arrow Brewing, repeat? first of all, is Duncan, Duncan, uh, Vancouver Island. And actually, the accountant and I popped by there on our way to a Mustachian meetup two weeks ago. We did. Yeah, so we stopped in just for a quick sampler and check out the tasting nice. room. It's a nice tasting room. Is it? Yeah. And then we had a great dinner with uh, some Vancouver Island mustachians. At Red Arrow? Nope. We went oh. to Just Jake's. Just Jake's. Which, right. They're all in apparently Duncan, yeah. part of a similar ownership. Okay. So Food was very good, though. It was very good and very affordable. Like, you know, considering we drove there and right. spent time and gas to get to a mustachian meetup. Which seems a little anti-mustachian, but, but I mean, what are you going to do? Hey, it was lovely people, good networking. And we actually, one of the subjects that we're going to talk about tonight was, I, I don't know if you want to say introduced to us, but uh, one of our friends there knows a lot about it. And we're going to have him on the show talk more about it in the future. Yes, we have to get him. But we'll touch on it tonight because tonight, well, I'm really getting off track with the beer introduction, aren't I? Let me finish doing the beer introduction. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're talking about. Because yeah. you guys have already opened one, and I'm thirsty, as you can hear in my voice. Uh, so this is the Red Arrow Brewing Heritage River Hefeweizen with its misty... So I'm holding the beer to read it, and you filled your glasses, and I am empty. Yeah, we just yeah. cheered. And, yeah, we yeah. just yeah. cheered, and we're drinking. <laughs> so here. You Tastes read, like gingerbread. You read it, and I'll open mine. Where's the opener? Oh, yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it. Okay. Uh, well, there's two things. There's there's two blurbs. I'm gonna. You can choose. No, I'm gonna read them both. To pick your own adventure. With its misty mountains, secret beaches, and deep mysterious pools, it's no wonder the Cowichan River was designed as a Canadian Heritage River designated. That's the word <laughs> you were looking for. As a Canadian Heritage River in 2004, it is an epic, endless paradise, teeming with wildlife begging to be explored and appreciated no matter what time of the year. It's like somebody spilled iced tea in my beer. It, I, I thought it was gingerbread. Oh yeah, Kind of like iced tea. Now, our other one here. Take the plunge and dive into our Heritage River Hefeweizen. Brewed with a tr- traditional yeast strain. Just skipped over the word they used. <laughs> okay. This beer is full of... <laughs> Satsuma orange and citrus flavors, followed by a s- aroma of pink bubble gum and clove. Okay, yeah. I this is that's, I'm getting the clove. This is unfiltered to retain a full flavor profile. Some sediment is normal, although there isn't a lot. You got what kind of yeast it is? Can you pronounce that word? Weinheffensteffen. Okay. Oh, the old Weinheffensteffen, right? What do you of think? Of course, yes. It looks like the Weinheffensteffen to me. It is... The Weinhustaban. <laughs> He's good at the European yeah. accents, isn't he? He is. Don't pass it to the bad wing. I can grab it. Oh, right. You're still injured. So I went to our local baseball team's game the other day. Oh, I saw pictures. And they have switched from, well, they've switched to Red Arrow, which is a oh. large step up really? from their previous brewery. Yes, that is I a would big improvement. I would argue that, though, because we weren't big fans of their previous brewery, but we now are. Oh, are you? Are we thinking about a different brewery? Uh, we're talking about the one... I The name's escaping me, because I never go there. It's in, on the In Inner Esquimalt. Harbor. In Esquimalt. Or Vic West. 
Oh, Lighthouse? No. Spinnakers. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh okay, because that was last year then, because the year before that it was VIB. Oh, okay. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Uh, how's the beer? I like it. Yeah, it's, it's tasty. It's It doesn't have a traditional hef taste. No, it's not. It's almost like a winter hef. Yeah, I would I would call it that too. Like yeah, winter. Cause yeah, it talks about the clove flavor right. in there. That's very traditional in like the winter style beers. Yeah. yeah, I like it though. We could we could definitely maybe try a squeeze of lime in it, or sorry, lime lemon. Either one, a little citrus. I got some lemon or mm. a little. Yeah, I think sometimes it brings out the flavors in yeah. the bison, or a little bit of orange. Mm. Yeah, would be good. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about some alternative investments right alternative investments. alternative you know like the alternative to scene what's the alternative what what's the standard standard index dividend real estate yeah like basic you know yeah. you, you own a rental property yeah we're gonna talk about whether there's some other options out there for what, what would we call them the bored people because that's what we were basically we were bored and we wanted to see if there was other ways to deploy money to right. generate income. aggressive would you call them aggressive most of them Curious. I would call aggressive. Curious. And most of them rely on somebody else later coming along and being willing to pay more money for what than you did. For that's what fair. Doing. Like that's be- these are gonna be like the riskiest I was just gonna say risky is also riskiest. another word we yes. could use. Yes. The riskiest correct. investments. Yeah. yeah. But we should recognize that there all are alternatives to buy and hold index investing and dividend equity investing and, and holding bonds and things like that. Right. So yeah, let's just explore it. I know I've I've gone down that rabbit hole a little bit, and I found some ones that exist in Canada for the the curious few that want to right. explore it. And we'll see. We'll get into that right after our interesting article of the evening. Sure, but before the interesting article. Oh right, we have some housekeeping. We Thank do you for the reminder. Yeah. Yes. Big shout out to Neil. Cheers to Neil. Cheers yeah, to Neil. Well, let's do a cheers. That's a good idea. He chimed in on your BNS calculations there. Yeah, and he made a very good point that I definitely f***ed up. <laughs> yeah, he he made note, and good for him for doing the math on this. He made note that there were a couple stock splits of the BNS stocks in 1998 and 2004. There were two-for-one splits. Right, so you actually would have ended up with not 1,000 shares, but 4,000 shares. Right. So your actual investment isn't the... 70 what odd grand that i had come up with yeah. but it's actually like 200 290 grand 3080 according to him does yeah. that mean your return is 84 percent on your capital because you said it was 21 uh yeah does it I, hey i didn't do the math i'm not the math guy i, I haven't redone the math including the stock splits but and not your, to mention your dividends would be basically times four as well so yeah no, that's what, like 13k no that's what Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, yeah. You'd have to do the forward-looking calculation with yeah. the original person. Yeah. But yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. That's. But it was a good return before the stocks. <laughs> right. It's. Yeah. It still beat the index because we did the index math That's in our right. show notes, yeah. and it was still better. Yeah. So thanks, Neil, for throwing that out. Thank you. Uh, we, you know, of course, we're for entertainment purpose only, and we were just trying to make an example. So, uh, but yeah, and you does gotta Neil? Factor, ha- you got to factor in those stock splits. Does Neil yeah. have a blog? He does. Uh, Neil is starting to write over at balancingfire.ca. Okay. So another great new uh, blogger startup here in the Canadian FI space. And we have another housekeeping issue, don't we? Brewing Fire. Oh, right. We wanted to add there. We failed to, uh, well, we came up with a few other names. For uh, Barista Fire. Barista Fire, but we should have said Coast Fire. Right. Right. And I sent you guys that article today going, darn it, we should have nailed that one. Uh, basically, yeah, it's over at Brewing Fire, and he uses the name Coast Fire. Coast to Fire, I guess is what you say. Yeah. But I mean, the principle is yeah. exactly the, the same. The principle is yeah. exactly yeah. the same. No, no new information, but Coast Coast Fire. If you don't like Barista Fire, you can use Coast Fire. Plus, he's got Brewing Fire. Well, we like Brewing right? Fire. Yeah, like, yeah, I like Brewing. Yeah. I hope he's Brewing He's things. into Brewing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would hope so. Maybe we get him on talking about Brewing instead of talking about fire. We could have a whole Brewing episode. Uh, we should have an FI Garage drinks episode. Yeah, summer yes. summer approved drinks is yeah. what you're you're calling it. I'm right? thinking like the one you know, of the next financially next independent independent approved yeah. drinking drinks. Like you know, we all go camping, go to the lake, do backyard barbecues. Maybe there's uh, ways to save money when you do that when you're hosting. Right, right. 
I like it. I like it. Well, I'm into that. Dive into that. Yeah. Okay. I got to delete some of these open pages here because I'm, I'm information overload over here. Okay. Let's talk so, about alternative. Oh, no. The interesting article. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. off guard. Yeah. You're hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't let you have those beers with wings. <laughs> Man. So the interesting article is from uh, CBS News, a major media. Hey, this is American. It is. This is totally American. Why did I let you pick the article? Couldn't have been more American. I, we're in Canada. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Uh, we have American listeners. Don't listen. we have I American? Got, I know we have American listeners. I've got no backup, so go with it. Okay. <laughs> so um, Tulsa, Oklahoma is paying people $10,000 to move there and work remotely from Tulsa. Yeah. So they're encouraging geo-arbitrage. Basically. Exactly. How does this relate to Canada? You could move there. You they're could also... Canadians to move to Tulsa? I don't know. You'd have... They're only accepting 100 applicants a year. That doesn't seem like many. It's not. Did you put your name down? And 2019 is full, but... Uh, 2020 is accepting applications? Well, there's Please a... Please tell me you're putting your name down. There's a sign-up list for 2020. Now, why doesn't, you know... I don't really want to actually throw any Canadian city under the bus, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna hold off suggesting who should do this. Moose Jaw, <laughs> Moose Jaw would be a good one. Yeah, I don't know. In BC, it's anything with like a fort at the beginning of its name. Yeah, right. Usually, well, it's like there's some nice places, but you're kind of like you oh, want to attract a long way people. from a lot of places. But Canada. the thing in B- those cities, the northern BC cities, is they have a lot of uh, a lot of resource based. True. Yeah, uh, business going on. Well, I, I guess the point of your article is that presumably, without my extensive knowledge of American geography, right? Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's kind of middle America. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to draw from the high cost of living areas. Exactly. Saying, hey, you can live here, work remotely. Yeah. Work digitally. You can maintain, uh, like, a, have a high earning. Right. But, but live in a great town. But buy a house for 200000 I think. Or way they, less than that. Yeah. Well, imagine. the article, I think, said 200000 okay. But they they were talking to people from San Francisco who were... You know, yeah. Yeah, moving from this... Did they take into account the weather? I'm sure the weather's... Uh, what? Well... San, I, what are you sure of? San Francisco is not the best weather in the United States of America. I think you trade earthquake risk for tornado, tornado risk. risk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean... And you know. I think... Global warming's increasing the tornado risk where, okay. where the earthquakes. Well, I'm glad you didn't say I was bringing the beachfront closer. To or climate Oklahoma, change. But... Climate change. <laughs> well, it might be. Yeah. Why'd you find it so interesting? Oh, it's just, you know, if it's a way to reduce your expenses and maintain your income and somebody's paying you to do it. I don't know if 10 grand's enough to get me to move to anywhere else in Canada. That's well, fair, but yeah. I think it also illustrates a, a government actually being proactive and trying to increase their population you know like the local government obviously wants to bring in tax dollars so the more people there well but what i'm saying though is like 10 grand is really not much of a motivation well that's the what i thought you have these people who've applied and presumably if they don't get accepted they don't move well i guess not but that's what i'm saying 10 grand is not much of an incentive to move halfway across the right so why wouldn't you just make the move on your own if if you're looking to reduce your living expenses Move to a lower cost of living city. Maybe they you... give out rain checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually move here, you get a rain check yeah. for next year's lottery. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I no, I, I agree. I, that... I see the benefits of it. Like I, I understand what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah. But at the same time, is if you're sitting in in your high cost of living area, in your you're finding a way to get by. Well, maybe this is the argument is you're not finding a way to get by. So right. that's the motivation to move. And then I say, if you're not finding a way to get by, why don't you move anyhow? Right. Right. That's what I really found interesting is that presumably more than 100 people applied because they're already uh, full up for 2019. Why aren't those people moving anyhow? Do they need the $10,000 to move? So presumably you just like call up Kansas and be like, hey. Oklahoma's offering me 10. <laughs> Can I hear 11? I'm a free agent. <laughs> Do I hear 11 five? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. willing to sign whoever's got the best agreement. Property tax is free for five years. What are you going to give me? Well, yeah, what do we got? <laughs> I like it. I all like right. it. Yeah. Well, maybe that's... Uh, I don't know if that segues into our episode at all. I don't think it does. That's okay. Wasn't supposed to. No. Uh, the episode is going to explore alternative investments alternative alternative investments. investments who wants to start yeah i know i will but just throwing it out there <laughs> well i thought i'd be polite can we start by making fun of bitcoin 
Yeah. Oh, do you just want to go down the crypto road right away? Why not? Get yeah. it out of the way. Yeah. Right. It's the dumbest thing on the planet. <laughs> Is it though? Blockchain technology. <laughs> <laughs> I, the account, I take it you're not a fan. The accountants <laughs> showed up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it, there is something about blockchain technology. Sure, I bet there is. But it's the same as during the dot-com bubble where how were you to know that Amazon was going to be the company that you should have invested in in 1998? Oh, so you're going from the point of view that you don't deny that cryptocurrency will be a thing you're just saying that there's no particular one you can pick well yeah and it's not a it's not and i mean even further than that it's not like you're investing in a company you're investing in hoping that somebody adopts a form of currency right like there's no they're not selling anything there's no revenues coming in the door you're literally thinking hey there's this magical currency out there that's not backed by any government that's not used or widely accepted anywhere and I'm going to buy it and hope that it gets widely accepted and I'm going to be able to sell it now, for more. Now, hasn't Bitcoin to some degree become accepted? I would, it I was for that. a period. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it became accepted. I don't know if it is, like, I think it's even dropped off from when it like was being accepted before. Well, the, definitely the Bitcoin peak is in the past. Well, we, well, we think. We, sorry, historic today is not the peak. Is Correct. what I meant. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We've, had, we've had the boom and bust. Yeah. Right. But it does have some of the makings of what a currency is. It yeah. has an established system. It, it has, has some... Uh... Well, it's been proved in usage, right? It has that traceability and it also has... It, it's rare. Right. There's supposed to be only 21 million, million or that something. Are, yeah. Are something like that. Yeah. I, I did listen... I listened to actually the Investors Podcast... And they were talking about cryptocurrency the other day. And I won't go into all those details, but they did make a fairly good argument of why it could, it is legitimately a currency because our dollars are just a fiat currency anyway. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, I, so there has to be some trust in the payment system. Right. Right. And there has to be some value established for that exchange between that cat or that Bitcoin and a gold value or a cash value of yeah. another currency, right? Sure. But are you going. And investing in the Canadian dollar? Are you stashing a whole bunch of money in your mattress going, oh man, the Canadian dollar, it's going to go up in value. <laughs> or the American or, or the yen or the euro, well, right? We could get into a whole nother discussion on Forex investing. Oh, well, right. absolutely. There's absolutely like, Forex investing. Forex investing is bigger than the stock market. No, I... Like I, that, let that sink in for a second. No, I, I understand that, but... But is there any one currency that's constantly gone up over time? No, you always hedge against another one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So is it an investment or is it a gamble? That's the question, right? That, that's the question we're asking. Crypto. Right. Is it an alternative investment? I think it's totally speculation. I agree. It's but totally speculation. You can argue most of your alternative investments are going to be speculation. Yeah. Well, Fair. they're going to be the highest risk. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I read about crypto like five or six years ago and... I looked at Bitcoin when it was 250 bucks, and I remember saying to a coworker, I'm going, we should buy some of that. Yeah. But purely as like just the lark, as a gamble. Right. Like, let's put in the thousand bucks yeah. and buy four units. Would I have sold when it hit 16? Well, I don't know. Right. Because I would just be speculating. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and would, I think that Would you the... have sold well before 16? Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. I probably would have sold at a thousand bucks. Right. Yeah, like I'm I'm conservative like yeah. that. Or I would have sold two of them, got my money out. Yeah, yeah. I let it ride and let it ride. And yeah. I think that's an actually an interesting point of view to have if you're if you're curious like we are, and you you like these exploring these adventurous, risky alternative investments. It's always good to a only go in with basically what you can afford to lose. Right. Yeah. Right? A tiny percentage of your portfolio, and then also. When you do make some money, take some profit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So either you're covering your whole investment or a portion of it. And then if it's still interesting and you still believe in it, then let it ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I. That, that's a strategy. It's a, well, for right. me, it's the responsible way to do it. Anything else, anything else when I look at that is gambling. I mean, I think you're gambling from the start though. Yeah, right? I, won't, I won't disagree with that. Yeah. But I'm the gambler that will take half off right. the table. Yeah. 
yeah, or yeah. My original pocket my original steak off the table. Rat hole the, yeah. rat hole the, the steak. Yeah, like, people don't like that at the blackjack table, do they? Or whatever. It is. No, it's the poker table where it's illegal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not going to talk about gambling as an alternative investment. Uh, well. <laughs> all right. So crypto. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's po- It's there's definite possibility that it's an investment, but super risky, super speculative. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think as far as alternative investments go, is really on the speculative side of the spectrum. Now, how much would you liken uh, that kind of investment to an alternative investment such as fine art or gems and jewelry or classic or vintage automobiles? You're st- I think it's similar. But my argument would be I have a tangible object at that point. True. But Absolutely think of... True. Think of when I was a kid. Yeah. Hockey cards or yeah. baseball cards. Right. Collectible comics. Right. Very valuable then. Mm-hmm. Overpopulated by the manufacturers, and basically worthless now. Are they? Basically. Unless yeah. unless you own a very specific item. Right. The older items, but everything from the nineties was so mass produced. Right. Should we define part of? Like this section of what we're talking about with alternative investments is it does it need to have a tangible property to it? Is it something that you have that has a store? Because it has to be a store of value, right? Right. Like if you've got a Monet painting, yeah, the oil and canvas isn't worth anything. It's the intrinsic value that it's a one of a kind Monet painting. Right. So theoretically, it is a store of monetary value, mm-hmm. which is a long term alternative investment. Right. Like hockey cards. Yeah. I will say in that in this specific example of alternative investments, you really need to be an expert in what you're dealing in. Right. I have no idea what painting is going to be worth what, but there are some people who are art dealers and make an entire living off of this right there, right? Yeah. Like it's when you're doing that kind of store of value, that kind of investing, you really have to know what you're doing. You got to play to your strengths. You got to play to your strengths. But there were some, probably some very high knowledge hockey card collectors. Also, well, right? but it's also on the higher end of the risk spectrum, right? right? Yeah. And don't think for a second that this hasn't been broken down into a more of a crowdfund type level where you can get into those investments without the $20 million up front for the painting. Right. Yeah. This is, this is the whole new era of crowdsourced investing all these out of reach things are now within reach right 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 everything's yeah. been split up and and given a, a smaller value i guess that started with an ounce of silver and an ounce of gold right way back when right you yeah can buy less now yeah like there's gold coin which is a ipo i followed several years ago in canada and mm-hmm. they went down the same road of the blockchain technology but they were actually wanting to back it with physical gold okay so they had a store of wealth. Yeah. And it was, it was, I thought it was really interesting. And I bought a little bit of their stock and I also put a little bit of money in their system. Their system is designed to work as a cash card, but your account is backed on physical gold. They actually hold that gold in a vault. Right. So it's kind of trying to get back to that gold yeah. standard. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I like that. Yeah. But they're using a blockchain technology to track all the transactions. Right. Right. Interesting. So... Yeah, so why doesn't that take over Bitcoin, you know, right? It's like interesting, it right? has it has more substance behind it. It does, but they've got to store the gold. Right. So which is a cost. There's yeah. a cost, right? And you know, I've got whatever I have a half an ounce in there. It's it's nothing, yeah. but it's something. They're storing that half ounce of gold for me. I can I have to pay them a fee to get it, but they will ship me right half an ounce of gold. Right. Because that's what my account's worth. So I've never followed up to use it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's it's a pretty interesting little startup. Yeah. Well, not a little startup. It's been around for several years now. <clears throat> Getting a little off track on the old alternative investment thing there, but let's. That's kind of let's, let's. That's kind of our mo though. Getting off track. That is kind of our thing. Well, you make me talk too long. I drink my beer. <laughs> but let's loop back to what you said about crowdsourcing. Right. That's a huge form of investing nowadays. Well, that's pretty much where we get our alternative investments from now i think i mean yeah you've got mbx lending loop republic they're all these crowdsourced put in a little bit of money and invest i went down that rabbit hole 
mm-hmm. looking for crowdfunding style investments available to Canadians. Because mm-hmm. there's tons in the States. There is. Tons. Uh, you, I mean, commercial real estate, there's got to be there's dozens. farmland now. You yeah. can invest crowdsource in farmland. Yeah. Yeah, real estate, startups, like you name it. Yeah. But every time you go in there, are you a U.S. citizen? Right. No. My P.O. box doesn't count. Right. No. Come on. I'm within 100 kilometers of the border. <laughs> we should get half votes if you're within 100 kilometers of the border. Both sides? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to do it if you're going to do it. Uh, yeah. We promise we wouldn't get political. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about a few of the ones that we did find in Canada that are available, that are more popular, and have been discussed uh, online a fair bit. So Right. We're all involved in Lending Loop. We all have a Lending Loop We account. all have a Lending Loop Lending account. Loop. <laughs> Peer-to-peer lending. Should I sum this up? Sure. Thanks. We should also note that we are not in any way, shape, or form yes. sponsored by Lending Loop. This is not a... I don't know why we had a Lending Loop jingle even. <laughs> <laughs> I can cut that out. Uh, yeah, there's no referrals. I'm not sure we're really going to call the economist saying things in a high-pitched voice jingles. You said it. Oh. Well, well then. <laughs> Okay, same premise. There, there are referrals though for lending loop. There are referrals. We got, we did that. So you can, you can, if you'd like to try it out, please use our referrals. Yeah, I guess we'll put them on the show notes. Well, there you go. Hey, I just scrolling down the page here and it says lending loop. What makes us different? We do the right thing, transparent and positive. I was just thinking, isn't that what we are? We are. They stole our positive. We always do the right thing. (laughs) Not the right math all the time. Not always. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> okay, so basically, what Lending Loop does is they've they've built a great online platform. It is a good platform. Oh, it's a great platform. Yeah, yeah it's good user interface. Yeah, and they provide small business loans to businesses that are going for what would you call it, like B grade financing. They're they're not financing through a bank. They're looking for yeah. a private lender. Yeah. Lending Loop will do the initial due diligence. And then they will present the loan to all of us across Canada who the are platform. members of yeah. Lending Loop yeah. and give you the option of whether you like to invest. And the minimum investment is $25. It is. It goes up basically in $25 increments up into, I don't even know what the top is actually. I think I've there never, might not be a 10K? maximum. Yeah, there may not be a max. But it's a, peer and, to, it's a peer-to-peer lender. Yeah. Right. So when we get emails or we log on the platform, we can see who's looking for loans. We can do a little bit of analysis on that business, right? I mean, we can read what they've what given they've us. Provided. What they've provided. Because they, do they actually give you the business name? I don't think they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, they do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, totally. So you can do as much due diligence as you feel necessary. There's some, it's yeah. pretty good, actually. And I, I have looked through it. They will, if you post any questions directed at the company, mm-hmm. the company will reply. They will reply. Right. So it, it's actually quite transparent. Right. And we should also say that these loans are obviously riskier, so they come with a much better return. I think an A grade loan on Lending Loop is somewhere around 9%. Yeah, about that. And then you can go all the way down to like an E loan, which is somewhere around 23. 20, 23, yeah. Right. Obviously, Lending Loop's way taking their, their bit, though. Oh, 2% lending, or so. Yeah. Lending Loop takes their percentage, one or, one or but half. Yeah. Um, I mean, generally, you're going to get 12, 13% for a mid range loan on Lending Loop, which is a heck of a lot better than a 2% Government of Canada bond. Also a heck of a lot more risky. Right. But, again. Is it five times more risky? Don't know. Don't know. Well, you can dig into... It's probably infinitely more risky. Well... In truth, because I don't think any of us expect the government of Canada to default. Right. So, for a little extra reading, you can go to freedom35blog.com. Canadian has got a pretty good little deep dive into a couple years of lending loop for him and they he figured in 2017 he had a 10 percent return net expenses right and then 2018 as uh, return came out to 11 percent. pretty good right pretty darn good pretty good but these are high quality years for the economy true story absolutely yeah and i am part of the facebook lending loop investors group and I, I had a post on there. I posted on there because the accountant and I were talking about a delinquent loan that we had. Right. 
and all of a sudden you got a serious problem with your returns right because especially if you don't have that many loans yeah i well that's i was going to say is i think that's the thing to think about is so this is a peer-to-peer lending so you don't go in and make one loan right i mean i've got 15 or 20 because i'm putting in 25 bucks a loan yeah right and that's with a thousand dollars play money startup type thing right and it's like well if one defaults for 25 bucks it's not the end of the world no it's not the end of the world exactly but it sure impacts your returns yeah yeah so the conversation i had on facebook was about an e e plus e plus grade loan that defaulted and left me hanging for 25 24 dollars and 90 cents they paid me like 10 cents back right Woo-hoo. yeah yeah and i got in a chat with a fellow online here and he basically he's he said that out of eleven thousand dollars invested he was 1500 delinquent now full charge off or just no delinquent status uh he didn't get too specific on that but he basically said that he's in negative return wow status right because of a because you think with 11k invested how many loans are you gonna have in that even if they're at 100 bucks a loan that's that's a lot of loans that's a lot of loans right so i mean that only means 15 that are delinquent right right out of your mouth without 100 loans 110 loans 110 loans at some point over the long term we're gonna have to go there's a delinquency rate just as there is a vacancy rate in your property rentals yeah Yeah, so if you've got 10 percent delinquency rate you need to factor that in and try to come up with a real return yeah Yeah. what is your real return? and two years of stats aren't going to no give it to you you need decades really absolutely we will keep reporting back on this well so initially yeah so initially in the lending loop i was reinvesting because That's what I'm doing. Because you get paid back every month. Yeah. Right? Right. And then I was letting that money build up till it reinvested in the next loan. Yeah. I've changed my strategy. I've stopped that. I'm going to let the payments build back up. Right. So as we discussed earlier, I can pull some money off the table. So you're going to take your original capital out and let it ride. Try to get there. Yeah. And then let it ride. And it seems like a safe way to do it. I don't really feel... Like, the other thing too is... The, well, go ahead. Important to realize this is in a non yeah. account. Was I was gonna just going to say yeah. the same thing. The, ta- yeah. the tax implications are the highest on right. interest-bearing investments. So if your ta- registered accounts are full, yeah. it's a lot more... It's a lot more enticing. Yeah. But when you have room in registered accounts, even earning 12% and say you're at a 47% tax bracket, well, now your 12% is really only 6 yeah. You're not... And cheers for being at the 47% tax bracket. Well, yeah, if awesome. you are, good for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So it, it's an interesting idea and I, and I enjoy it because, you know, one of the things we talked about, once you get all your index investing set up, yeah, shit gets boring. Right. It does get boring. <laughs> so yeah. it gets real boring. So it's fun to dig into these things and I'll never advocate putting any more than play money in any of these type of investments. Right. No. Um, but it, it does keep you engaged in reading about and learning new things. And there's a potential, like I've made money so far in it. It's not mm-hmm. much, but yeah. It's yeah, I would I would never put more than a thousand bucks into really any of these other things. But what by, what is that? Though yeah, what's a thousand bucks? Yeah, like if you want to call it a percentage, yeah. let's call it a percentage. Like your your play money should be like five percent of your portfolio of your net yeah. worth, at most. If you're that kind of person that yeah, wants to play, that wants stuff. to have play money, yeah. absolutely right. It's not going to matter one way or another. No, but. If it's going to keep you engaged and you're enjoying doing it, enjoy the reading and learning about it and discussing yeah. it, then, then fair enough. So And you got a podcast to run, so you got to... You got to play with some yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's how we started getting into Well Simple, didn't we? Yeah. No, well, that makes it that does make it kind of fun. It's fun yeah. to be an experimenter. Right. Right. We're like exactly. financial scientists. Ooh. I think that name's already taken. <laughs> Damn. No, that was, that's mad scientist. Yeah, that's exactly what I was referring to. But that's not yeah. financial scientist. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Might be close enough. We'll call up Brandon in Scotland and see if he has a problem with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. There's one other lending loop peer-to-peer uh, review that our listeners may want to check out by Tom Drake over at Maple Money. He always uh, writes good articles there. And him and I bantered a little bit after he wrote this article to him. You know, he's had a similar experience where it looks all great up front, but basically it boils down to time. Time will tell whether, you know, because you have the risks, the high risks, and if defaults are just going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
the, they absolutely the return's could. great, but the defaults the defaults could Especially, absolutely kill you. And I worry, my worry, my main worry is if the economy starts to tank. Well, even even minor downturn. Yeah, that the small business will be hurt the most. Right. Yeah. Well, that's fair. So, well, yeah. there's also been a massive government attack on small business lately. Right. So, oh, right. With the new not, wage increase. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, wage increases, you're not allowed Taxes. to income split anymore. There's yeah. general hatred towards people who <laughs> have a small business. All right. Uh, lending uh, loop. Yeah. Check. So, IMBYX, I have a 500% return. Whoa. Yeah. How'd you get that? Pretty good. You, they gave it's you worth money. $5 and you... Uh, I invested a dollar. Yeah. And then they said, fill out the survey and we'll give you $5. I am getting wow. screwed. <laughs> I'm getting screwed. That's a great return. Yeah. Did you hear about MBX through me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually, uh, I'm a little confused about this myself, but it's IMBY. In my oh, own backyard. In my own backyard. But that seems to be a fairly common like domain for different communities. Yeah. So they've added an X in their .com here because they're a Vancouver-based crowdfunding real estate startup. Yeah. They use they just go with the name IMBY on their website here, so I'm not going to get into all the details of how and why that works. But the way it works is there's a pretty good little news clip on Global News that we'll link in if you want to have a quick watch of it. It sums it up fairly well. Basically, they're saying that Vancouver's real estate market is impossible to break into for... Uh, low, well, uh, median income, first-time home buyer. Right, right. But they said, why don't we offer up shares of a property of Vancouver real estate? Right. So they had a property in Trout Lake, which is sort of east side of downtown Vancouver towards Burnaby. Yeah. Yeah. And they purchased forty-nine percent of the property, and fifty-one percent of the property is owned by a developer, and they sold that forty-nine percent. I. I think to be clear, they purchased all of the property. They retained fifty-one percent and sold forty-nine. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the claim. <laughs> anyway, they they divided that forty-nine percent up into a chunk as small as one dollar. So you could sign up, join the platform, put your one dollar in. Now you're in one dollar. Yeah. one dollar that property. Right. No more work. You don't have to do any more work. Right. Right. Yeah. Like they've got development plans. And they're projecting a 35% return on investment, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Well, we've all heard that before. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. You're, do, you're looking really good. Your eight yeah. bucks is going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like from a percentage game. Absolutely. All, oh, all you're going to talk I'll, about is percentage I'll game. I'll never be able to beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Ta- are you worried about the tax implications? No. No. <laughs> what would be the tax implications on that? Would it be a capital gain? Should be, yeah. Should be, right? So I put Depending in, how they've structured the shares. Yeah. So I, as a financial scientist, I put in <laughs> seed money from the financial independence garage. Right. To the tune of $500. It's okay. We can afford to lose that on this show. Wait, we invested? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we already don't make any money. <laughs> but the hard part is with this is I love the idea. Because they have this all over the states. Right. Right. Like you can invest in commercial real oh, estate. Oh, yeah. There's private real estate. Roof like, space. A, lo- uh, a lot of commercial real estate. A lot yeah. of commercial real estate. Which yeah. it's a great Well, okay. How is It's this? an alternative to a REIT, though. I was really? just going to say, why don't we just buy a REIT? Yeah. Well, I think this is you're buying tangible property in a tangible development project that you can, you can see. You can. You know where it is. You know what the address is. And I'm not saying you can't look at what properties a REIT owns, but it's it's there. It's right in front of you. Yeah. So like with a REIT, you just get your, you don't even get a share certificate. It tells you in your brokerage that you own a REIT. Correct. With this one, they did, they did send me a legal document saying right. that I had my shares yeah. and, you know, we'll have to get the uh, Ms. Lawyer on the show here and get the details of that. But apparently I own $500 worth of that house. Right. Exciting times. It's been, well, it's been almost a year. Yeah. They they are expanding. They're doing a meetup in Toronto. Yep. They've pitched other properties. Right. I haven't seen much going on. Right. Yeah. So to be clear, there's no investment you can make in IMBY yeah, today. Right today. But they're expanding their platform and hopefully, well, I, I mean, I think it's proved to be a viable model in the States. So... We just have a smaller market. Yeah. Right. But there's some good 
real estate investment markets where I don't necessarily want to use my HELOC to go 100K into a market somewhere. Right, but you wouldn't mind throwing 10K at it. 5K at it or something yeah. like that. But again, we're going to deal with this now as a non-registered account. Right, right. Right, capital gains are going to be at full marginal rate. Yep, yep. That's why it's risky alternative investment, right? And it's not liquid. That's it's probably not one of, liquid That's at probably all. one of the yeah. other things we should really specify yeah. about alternative investments is they're not liquid. Most of them are not liquid. Yeah. So if you need your money in the next five to ten years, mm-hmm. not a good place to be putting it. Not a good it. place to be putting it. Right. Hmm. What are your thoughts on IMBY? I'd rather just invest in real estate. Even if it's just like being able to throw 500 bucks into a Vancouver house? I'd rather pay down one of my mortgages by 500 bucks. Yeah, guaranteed return. Yeah. That's not an alternative investment. No, it's not. You're off theme. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> Two minutes in the box. All right. I'll just <laughs> I'll just drink over in the corner here. So what's Republic? Uh, Republic is time for a second beer. Just because you, you're done. We, we can get through Republic. All right. I'll struggle through Republic, and then we'll get a second yeah. beer. So in my little deep dive into trying to find... Alternative investments. Alternative crowdsource investments. I came across Republic, which is, of course, U.S.-based, but it's one of the few places that allows a Canadian to invest. Right. Right. I was actually, which is, this was even more scary, is I was allowed to make an investment with my credit card. Hey. Like, oh, you is, get points. Is this, wow. is you get this points. the stupid money move of the show? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it might be. Like buying yeah. crypto with your credit card. Yeah. Buying crypto with your <laughs> yeah. credit card. Or buying Republic investments yeah. with your credit card. Paying, paying 30% on yeah. an investment yeah. that might lose you money. We're a little off script on this show. We're not going to worry too much about deep dives and stupid money moves because I think right. it's all rolled into one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> so Republic, I, I got interested in it because we've all heard about being an angel investor. Right. right? And it, it's like Dragon's Den. Yeah. It's super, Shark Tank. It's super cool to be like a startup investor. You're there at the ground floor before they take yeah. off. Like how cool would that be? Right. And Republic, again, has a, has a nice platform, uh, visually appealing. Become an investor. Startups raising now. And, and they go through and they show all these cool startups and how much they've been funded and what they're going to do. And upsonder drone service for manned and autonomous missions like 148,000 raised i'm like how can there be that many dumb people if it's not a great idea <laughs> well you're right there if you're underestimating yeah. how many dumb people 80 percent yeah well you know like that's that's where it you go through this you start reading it and i'm like looking at this one and it's like melthy i don't think that name's gonna work melthy it's melthy home cooking made easy melthy Wow. Okay. Yeah. Pass. Sixty-three k has already been invested. What the hell? Yeah. Anyway, so I invested in one called Rumi. Okay. What's Rumi? I thought it was actually a pretty good platform. So, if you understand how Airbnb works, yeah, I, I happen to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very similar platform or very similar um, design, like optical design. If you okay. log, if you go into Rumi, it looks like Airbnb. Sure. But it's for cities. Mm-hmm. where you're seeking a roommate okay so it can be fairly short term or it could be a bit longer term but you go on and you can advertise your space looking yeah. for a roommate and vis-a-vis the roommate sure <laughs> that's the australian roommate looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> they can find you yeah so it creates a bit of a transparent platform where the renter and the rentee connect on yeah. some level right? no that's right. a good idea i, I right. thought it wasn't terrible right well you know in Canada, we have realtor.ca for buying homes, yeah. but there's really no aggregated rental not, website. No, not exactly, yeah. Right? And that's what it was trying to be. Well, it's it's one step further. It's an aggregated roomy website. With a with the social media aspect right? where you, you have to be transparent on there, who you who are. Who you are. Yeah. What, yeah. I think yeah. you made a good choice with roomy over Melfi. Yeah, yeah, I felt so. Yeah, but you know, again, it was as as a financial scientist, I just I you can't. You're the money mechanic. You can't have two names. You can't just start. We just shit up. printed the business cards. As the money mechanic. Yes. When I put on my financial scientist cape. Oh, he's hammered. Yeah. 
We should not have gone for wings. <laughs> wings were good. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, being a money mechanic, I figured it was it's experimental. Right. 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 Yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyway, I threw down little dollars at Rumi, and they give you it's called a safe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And what what's the safe? Well, you want to know what a safe is, right? That's what we're asking. It's a simple agreement for future equity. Okay. So you don't get any equity. No, it's a simple agreement for future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. You know. You yeah. You kind of get like a little. You get a PDF promise. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'd prefer actual equity. I think the hard part is too is like, I don't check this very often. Right. I don't even know if Ruby still exists. Yeah. Yeah. I got some emails for a while from the founder thanking me profusely <laughs> for my gigantic angel investment. Like right. I was really important. You know, like another ten bucks, I would have got a T-shirt. But... <laughs> It's uh, it's an interesting platform because you're basically you're their early stage, uh, seed stage investments in startups. Right. Right. And so they do offer additional perks depending on what your investor level is. And yeah. It's very much like a Kickstarter startup. Okay. And you know, let's be fair, one in a hundred might actually make it to IPO well, or get big. And that's right? I think so. something that's very important in the angel investor space is. I had a client who dabbled. His fund money was a lot more money than our fund money is. Yeah. And he dabbled in angel investments and he hit a home run. Oh, yeah. And I happened to be in a meeting with him dealing with the home run. And I, he had turned $10,000 into $3 million. Right. Decent. And on the surface, I'm going, oh, my God, man. You've hit a home run. He's like, well, no, it wasn't a $10,000 investment because I made another million dollars of investments that lost money. Yeah. Right. So I did hit a home run. I spent a million bucks and I turned it into three. It yeah, was pretty good return on my money. One out of thousand, not was, one out of one. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing with the angel investing, right? Is you're, you want to put little pieces into a bunch of different places and see if any of them turn out. So you're saying he should have invested in Rumi and Melfi. <laughs> and probably about 40 other things right. on there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've all, we've all watched shark tank or dragon yeah. dragon's den so you kind of get the concept of angel investing yeah. like i said it was more of an experiment it was definitely not i would you never want... i would never go on there and be like okay if i split up ten thousand dollars amongst a hundred companies there's going to be a home run in there well like, there there may be but there may not be there yeah. may also not be right. right so i nothing's guaranteed it's and an especially isn't it an alternative investment yeah and at some point do we even keep calling them investments well, and that's a big question. But I think the lending loop and the Republic are more on the investment side of the spectrum that... compared to the speculation of currency, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. My, my general rule for myself is if it doesn't pay me to own it, it's not an investment. That's a good rule to have. So if I'm not getting paid to own it, I consider that just speculation. Speculation. So the S and P five hundred is speculation. There's still a dividend component. I mean, of I know it's very small though, right? It is, but you're still get like yeah, you're still getting paid. Okay. So what do you guys think about? Um, I'll before I get super thirsty, I'll throw that out there. What about investing in any kind of family business or franchise or something like that? I think you're the expert on that. <laughs> I didn't ask what I thought. I asked what you thought. Right. I mean, it, I think that entirely depends what you're referring to. Well, I think any entrepreneurial activity has a high upside and also the low side is zero. Yeah. Right? But I'll also say that I wouldn't even consider that investing. That's entrepreneurship. But what if you're not doing the work? Yeah. Ah, yeah that's what, what if you're okay. investing in an entrepreneurial that you have a, a close relationship a with? A business has grown and is now looking for What's that saying? Capital. Uh, Never oh. sell a used car to a friend. No. <laughs> Never um, do business with family. No. You know the Don't old do one. a podcast after wings. <laughs> <laughs> neither neither a borrower or a lender. You don't know that one. Shall shall you be something like that? Let's go have a beer. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna go see what's in the fridge. Maybe the Maybe uh, we can economist figure can out. figure that out. I've got one more. Well, I've got some more. We got more. I'm gonna go see what's in the fridge. Look at this one. Here's a classic. Oh, yes. From 1634. 
the Poliner München. Did we have this when we were in Germany? You well, have to have this in well, yeah, I I was there. You were where? In Munich. I was in Munich, wasn't I? I know you were. Okay. Do you remember what you drank at the Munich Hof, the Hof House, Hof Munich Hofbrau House? The Hofbrau House. Yeah, wi- wine. Wine. Yeah, that seems right. It was Oktoberfest. It had been a long week. Yeah, it was a long. <laughs> and you drank wine at the Hofbrau House? It was the end of the week. <laughs> I I don't entirely blame him, but it was awkward when he, the guy came to the table and. Hey, it was on the menu. Yeah. Do you remember the song that they used to sing in there too? Why? Well, sure. Well, I'm not going to try and get you to sing the song with me, but yeah. it was the song that came on. And you got up? Like, yeah, every kind of half an hour or so. Yeah. Everybody stood up. Everybody sang. You climbed on the tables. You cheers with all your neighbors. And that was the end of it. It was like this amazing 30 second celebration. Yeah. And so I asked, well, we found in. This uh, very nice German lady gave us a beer cheese recipe on the back of a napkin in the Hippodrome. And I asked her about this song. She said, well, there's no really direct translation to it. But it's about celebrating life and cheers and the harvest, right? Which is Oktoberfest is all about. And she says, but mostly it's so that everybody has to get up and drink some of their beer at least every half an hour. So you don't get (laughs) shit-faced alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, That's pretty good. We had a lot of fun. I like that. Yeah. Well, this beer... Is a is a classic, Hefeweizen, Hefeweizen beer. It's the Paul Anner. It's more summery than our. Uh, what was the other one called? Uh, the Red Arrow. It, it had to do with a river. Heritage Heritage River. Heritage yeah. River, right? By the way, my trusty friend, the internet, with the series of wires and tubes. <laughs> what the saying I was looking for was neither a borrower nor a lender be. And that means don't lend to family, don't borrow from family. Okay. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. So what's uh, what's next on the list here? Uh, oh, I wanted to go into one more that I found for Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> nice simultaneous drink there. We haven't talked about bonds really at all in any of our shows to do with investing. because bonds are boring <sighs> and low yield. Well... What's low yield? So this is where co-power green bonds come in. Okay. Not affiliated. <laughs> we but don't. We are still looking for sponsors. We are. We are. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Not gonna deny that. Okay. So I came across co-power green bonds, and I apologize because I cannot find the original post that kind of brought that attention to me. I believe it was off uh, a Canadian content uh, group in Facebook. But anyway, green bonds are a diversified portfolio of loans to clean energy and energy efficient projects across Canada. The projects generate steady revenue from the sales of clean energy. <laughs> so why are you laughing at me? Why wouldn't I be laughing at you? <laughs> they generate steady revenues from the sale of clean energy or energy savings, allowing you to earn competitive fixed returns while reducing carbon emissions. Does that, not, so, so, does that not seem like something you want to do? Yeah, it does. And you know, when you say we don't talk about bonds, true, but Lending Loop, it's it's a bond. I it, mean, any loan yeah. is a bond is a loan, true, right? True, 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 yeah. true. So I just, yeah, I more mean we don't talk about getting 1.75% from and, a government of Canada And bond. that's the perception when you say bond is okay. a, a large corporation or a government. Right. And right? we'll do a show on bonds if you want to get into that exciting nitty-gritty paint drying yeah but can't wait to blow my brains out <laughs> the, fact, <laughs> the fact okay co-power yep it's going to tie up your capital for six years right okay but it's five percent annual interest rate return and you can hold it in your rrsp or your tfsa right right so it's tax sheltered interest bearing investment but it's got some risk uh, your money's tied up, yeah, and there is uh, there is of course Obviously default inherent, risk, default, default risk, risk yeah, right. of that industry. So five percent is not a huge return for something with. You could go four percent, mm-hmm. but they're only going to pay you four percent return on four year. Sorry, four year investment four percent. Oh, gotcha. There's two. Cho- I see. There, there were two. Cho- it's closed right now. Okay. Um, they may offer some more. They've had some, but I think the point of this one is that. If you read about what they're investing in, right, it's 
it's something to it's that you can positive believe in. for Canada. Right. 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 Like they've taken apartment buildings and turned them into geothermal and put right. LED in and made the yeah. energy efficient. You're investing in the future. Yeah. And well, you're but they have revenue streams. Right. Right. So that building now is now paying them instead of paying right another energy provider. Right. Gotcha. So you know, I, I So is it really a bond or is it Yeah. It is? Yeah, like the way you have to do it is Is it one company that's yes. paying you? Yes. Okay. The yeah. way you have to do it is so I already have a trading account at Quest Trade, mm-hmm. which is otherwise you'd have to set one up. Right. I can't remember. There were a few different brokerages that you go through. Mm-hmm. Allowed it. Yeah. But you, you do kind of like your online application. The money comes out of a Quest Trade account because mine's in a RRSP. Yeah. And it now shows up in there. I go and look at it and it shows up in my Quest Trade account as a right. power green bond. Are you getting compound interest at 6%? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Quarterly Oh, quarterly installments, compounded. Six percent annually, or I believe, yeah, it says annual. Yeah, okay. Annual interest rate, yeah. Six percent quarterly would be oh, that'd be phenomenal. That'd be fantastic. One point five percent quarterly would be great. So it's not really an alternative investment per se, Uh, but I'd say it is. It's a little outside the norm. Didn't you have Canada Savings Bonds as a kid? No. Wow, that's that was a big thing. Like my mom's yeah. like, go buy some Canada Savings bonds. Yeah. I think at the back then at the time they were paying you right. like four or five percent. Yeah. I saved up a hundred bucks and she's like, Buy that Canada Savings bond, they're gonna pay right. you the five bucks, right? Yeah. That was my introduction to investing, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I mean again, how much of my portfolio would I put into this? It's risky. I'm comfortable with owning one bond for six years and just let it pay out. But, it's, but all, it, it, it's also servitude to the planet to mm. some degree, right? Yeah, we haven't even got into the whole talk of green investing. Yeah. And there's e- right. green, ET- green ETFs out there and yeah. other things, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm a whole happy. other yeah. episode, really. But I'm happy to invest in green energy in Canada. Mm-hmm. Right. That's another alternative that uh, I went down the road learning about. So there's uh, it's copower.me to get to their site they have not, nothing for offer now but I there will be future projects right. they're, they're growing and there's also an article I found from not that long ago late 2018 uh, on cleantechnica.com and it just is titled Co-Power at the Forefront of Canadian Clean Energy Financing and so he just goes through and he sort of outlines the structure and what they're investing in and you know how they're making changes it's a good thing you weren't working today and could do all this research Ah, it's, because it's only it's all for the listeners. It is. At last couple episodes, you guys have been talking about lending uh, to yes, second the, mortgages. The last. Uh, Ooh, this is this is the the golden egg that we haven't learned all about yet. But right. we're, you're you're onto it. I'm in the process of learning all about it, and yes, it is second mortgage financing. Right. Specifically within your RRSP or TFSA. Right. Um, Why do you like it so much? You have expressed, oh, absolutely, your pleasure I'm, with the idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be getting into this for sure. Well, a, you get the security of real estate, okay. so your your loan is backed by real estate. Okay. Or the volatility of real estate. It's not that volatile. Some would argue in Detroit. <laughs> Nevada. Nevada. We're in Canada, so. <laughs> Let's relax. Okay. Uh, but I mean the same thing. If you're lending on a second mortgage and you're only up to 80% loan to value, I mean, you're, the house you're lending against needs to drop by more than 20% for you to actually be able to lose on that loan. But anyway, it's not about the specifics because we're going to do a whole episode yeah. on this. Yeah. Right. But so sum it, up, sum it up briefer than that then. Basically, is you're talking about... Basically, you can register a second mortgage on a property, get anywhere from... 10 to 18 percent return mm-hmm. tax-free within your rrsp or tfsa lending on second mortgages which has backing of the property obviously you need to do a lot of research there's a lot more in depth than that but and i mean you got to go through a, spe- a specified broker you have to go through a specified broker a specified account it has to be in a specified account there's a lot more to it than that but there's the ability to earn a pretty good return with some pretty solid safety backing in terms of the real estate behind it. 
Right. So from what I've, I haven't read the book yet. When you're done, you're going to pass it on to me and then we'll share it as we usually do. And then we'll, we'll do a review. We're going to do a book review show? No. Well, yes. I think so. But we'll do a review on our website, right? And and we're going to get Kevin on because he's actively doing this. Yes. We have have a friend in the local uh, Mustachian community that is active in this and is very, very close to fire. Right. And where it's going to be fantastic to hear his firsthand experience. And that's kind of how this whole discussion got started. But just as kind of, I just wanted to sum up again, just to reiterate exactly what it is. It's, it's homeowners. Yeah that need a relatively short-term loan that is secured by their existing house. Yes. Yeah. Who are not free and clear Who are by not, the sounds of it. Right. But for example, one example would be, hey, we want to reno the kitchen and sell the house. Okay. Right. So we need a loan of 50K mm-hmm. to do the reno. They don't have a HELOC and they don't want to break their mortgage. Right. So They can't pay- get a HELOC. Maybe they can't. Let's not get too far. Well, uh, as, let's assume they can't. Well, they'd have to remortgage. And it would cost right. them a lot of fees. Yeah. So basically what they want to do is they want to borrow that 50K from a private lender. Mm-hmm. Register it as a second mortgage. Backed by their house. Yeah. Do the reno. Sell the house. Everything's paid off. They walk away. So it's short term, not long term. It's generally short term. Generally short term. Yeah. So, so that reduces the risk a little bit. It does. Yeah. Yeah. and Actually quite a bit. Yeah. We'll go into it a lot more when we yeah do it on the show because when I heard you talking about it, I my immediate reaction was okay, this is all well and good, but you are the second person to have claim on that property. You are, yeah. And I mean, we are in an inflated on the west coast of Canada, inflated housing market housing, for sure, right? And this is where we can get into the details. Is yeah, as a second, you actually have the option to buy out the first. How's that? Are we going in too far into the details? Yeah, probably. Well, but... well just a uh, high level. How is that? Okay. If the borrower defaults. Yeah. And so now you can keep making the payments. On behalf. To the bank. To the first gotcha. mortgage. And you take can, you rights can assume of the, prop- the property. You can assume the property. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you could either assume it. Maybe it's a revenue property. Yeah. Now you can assume it and yeah. you don't have to go through. Or you assume it, you go through the sale of the property, right. yeah. pay back the first mortgage yeah. and take yeah. your yeah. chunk. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of yeah. detail, granular, like we got to dig right yeah. down into this. For sure. So, but uh, I'm super interested in it as well. And this is not one of the crowd funded ones no. this is no, a this large is entirely on your right? own large investment and that's i think that's important to note there is like your minimum investment's probably going to be 25 30k yeah maybe start at 20 and then go up yeah right realistically so you're probably going to have a lot of have a lot of other things organized in your five journey before you get to this stage right yeah but it is a good but way it's of, registered it, it's, it's registered a good way of using your registered money yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think that's what we'll get into when we do the actual show is like, yeah. do you get all into that or 50% into that and, mm-hmm. and then still keep equity and stuff? It's just an interesting discussion. Right? Yeah. I think that's where diversity comes into play though. Yeah. Right? Well, but then you say you talk about diversity and then now you've got one private loan for 25K. Well, that that's doesn't true. diversify yeah. you very much. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> then you're going to want and, more than that. And to, to be fair, there's a fair bit amount of work that goes into it. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Right? Yes. So, research. Research. Right. Yeah. I think once it's set Not up, active work. Once it's set up, it's yeah. set up. But yeah. you got to do your due diligence. But That's fair in any investment. And if you're investing 30K, okay, you put a lot of research into that, but you're going to say you're dividend investing 2K 15 times. It's not that much more due diligence no. necessarily. No. Right? No, yeah. It's... Yeah. Jake's here. Yeah, dog's here. He wants out. Yeah, he's not happy about being in the garage. No. Hey. Here, I got some beer beer for you. Oh, yeah. Now I'll be happy about being in the garage. There you go. Bye, Jake. (laughs) Now he doesn't want to go. Options. (laughs) Choice is the spice of life. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Options trading. That's not an alternative (laughs) investment, is it? No, that's more to the speculation side. It's more to the speculation side for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to say I haven't done some options trading in my it's life. It's active. I would 
I would argue it's active. It is active for sure. Anybody else have any alternative investment ideas applicable to Canadians? I hope our audience does. Yeah, I want yeah, to hear let us some. Know. Yeah, I'd love to hear some new ones. I'd love to hear what's out there. Yeah. For all those financial scientists out there, <laughs> keep experimenting. Did you just create a whole new tagline? <laughs> Apparently, we need another money mechanic because this one's just turned into a scientist. <laughs> I kinda, I, you know what? I'm looking that up. I'm, I'm we taking that. We just down. printed the business cards. Like we can print just. more. We can print more. We can have a shadow member. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Mrs. Money Mechanic could be the financial scientist. Yeah, she is a scientist, so yeah. to be fair, it's yeah. actually not bad. Yeah, she's gonna be happy when I tell her that she is. Yeah. Okay. So, any parting words on the uh, Polliner Hefeweizen beer? I like I like the other one better, to be honest. You know what? The thing about this is it has those that wheaty. It's kind of got the clovey note to it too. It's like a coriander. Yeah. That you get in these. Yeah. It's it's lighter, but I don't know. I like the taste of the other one better. You know what I always find is any of the German beers that you have in Germany, if you manage to find them outside of Germany, they just don't quite taste the same. Right. Well, yeah, because there's not the singing. There's not the singing. No, no. sausages. Yeah. No. Yeah. Have a good night, folks. Good night. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he would. I knew he would. <laughs> I beat his aim. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>